Blog Talk Radio. Hello and welcome to MGN Radio. I'm your host, Miss Tassi, and thank you so much. Today is Tuesday, January 9th, 2018. I can't believe I'm saying that. 2018. Happy, happy New Year to everybody. Happy, happy New Year. Okay, so with that being said, I just wanted to um, briefly um, talk about our new year. 2018, this is our eighth season of our podcast. So we started this podcast eight years ago. We've interviewed so many wonderful guests. You can go to Blog Talk Radio and you can see all the wonderful guests that we've interviewed and just so many, so, so many um, just great, meaningful conversations like the one we're going to have today with Keisha Dennis. Denise, sorry, Keisha Denise, the owner of Funky Flair Boutique, is our special guest on our podcast today, and we can't wait to chat with her. Um, She's also going to be a speaker at our eighth, I I guess this is the number of eight, because 2018, eighth season, eighth conference, but our eighth Dare to Aspire conference in Atlanta. And as you know, Dare to Aspire is a conference for women and moms in business, and it's amazing. It's our eighth year. We have vendors, sponsors, just a wonderful networking and connections are made that last a lifetime. Okay, so I know what everyone is waiting for. Let me give Keisha her amazing MGN introduction. Keisha was born and raised in Los Angeles, California. From the tender age of two, Keisha was enamored with fashion. The moment her mother put her in a big poofy dress with white lace ankle socks and a pair of black patent leather Mary Jane shoes. Okay. She made it her mission to provide stellar customer service and products since becoming an entrepreneur. So what originally started out as selling accessories to local hairstylists and salons transformed into an online website in 2010 and then later her brick and mortar in 2013. Hence her company, Funky Flare Boutique. They're located in Atlanta. I can't wait to talk to this amazing woman. She resides in Atlanta, Georgia, and is one of the most vibrant and energetic motivational speakers I can't wait to hear her speak in April at our Dare to Aspire conference. And um, she has so much to share today in her wisdom. So hold on, let me connect Keisha, and then we'll get started. Hello, Keisha. Hello. How are you? Fine. Happy New Year. Thanks. Thank you so much for being a guest on our show. Happy New Year, and thank you so much for having me. I am totally honored and humbled. Yay! <laughs> I'm so excited. Okay, so and everybody who's listening or those who are going to listen later, we appreciate you. So let's get started, Keisha. Tell us from your own words, like how did you get started? Like how, how did you get this love of fashion? 
Well, I've been in fashion. I think uh, for me, my story is I was pretty much born into it. Uh, my my grandmother was a seamstress, and my mother was a buyer. So at the tender age of two and three, I just used to always see them around fashion, you know, whether it was them getting land up to go to work. You know, as I said, my mother was a buyer. My grandmother was always sewing different clothes. So I've just always been around it. So it's just something that I just know. So I would say that it's it's literally in my blood. <laughs> <laughs> now it's in your blood. Now you were a hairstylist. Can you tell our listeners about your your beginnings? Like you know where you went to school, and just your story to lead up to being the owner of Funky Flair Boutique. Okay. Well, I originally moved to Atlanta. Well, first and foremost, I'm born and raised in Los Angeles, California, Inglewood to be exact. Um, my whole life was in LA, and when I graduated from high school, I did the traditional four-year college, and while I was in school, I just was like, this is not what I want to do. I started off as a business major, then switched over to an English major, and I'm like, yeah, I don't really want to be a teacher. I don't really want to be a counselor. So what is it that I really, really love? And pretty much, again, being the fact that I've always been around fashion because of my grandmother and my mother, just the beauty industry, everything about it just I just was, you know, mesmerized by it. So I said, you know what? I'm going to go to cosmetology school. Went to, cosmet- went to cosmetology school, mastered at um, every hair show that I competed in. As a student, I actually won. So it's just, it's just something about glam and beauty and just taking somebody's appearance to another level. That just fascinates me. So did a beauty school, and actually I was a hairstylist um, in Los Angeles from 1999 through until I actually moved to Atlanta. I moved to Atlanta in 2006, and I did hair in Atlanta from 2006 to 2012. Wow, to 2012. And during that time, I loved doing hair, and I was really good at it, but I just kind of got burnt out on it. And I'm like, you know, what's next for me? Um, but I still wanted to stay, in the, stay in, the, in, the, in the industry of glam. And I said, you know what? I am going to open up a boutique. And literally, when I was in the salon, people would ask me, you know, Keisha, oh, my gosh, your earrings are cuter. Oh, my gosh, what you have on is so cute. And I said, you know what, let me do what I truly, genuinely love. And from that moment, I started selling um, accessories in the salon. And from the salon I was working in, I started going to neighboring salons, and people started hearing about me. And I literally said, you know what, I'm not going to do hair anymore. And from that moment on, going from salons and doing different trunk shows and pop-up shops, the word got bigger and my clientele began to grow. And I knew that I wanted to actually open up a brick and mortar. So I decided to take myself back to corporate America and work that job for about two years, about roughly two years and saved my money. And there we have Funky Flair Boutique. Funky Flair Boutique lease was officially signed November 2012. Yep. That's my wow. story. Congrats. That's her story. Congratulations. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. back and listening to this show and say, wow, that sounds amazing. I wish I could do it too. But I'm sure it wasn't an easy journey. Like, how did you decide on, you know, let's start with the basics. Like, how did you decide on what location and the name, you know, of your business? 
Well, the name literally came from when I was still living in Los Angeles because I knew that I wanted to open up a boutique business. Funky Flair, the name comes from the fact that everything that I embody. You know, I have worked in corporate America, and I had to, you know, wear the hose and the, the, the suits and the skirt and the pencil, you know, pencil-striped slacks and things like that. So that was the flair aspect. Whereas the funky comes into when I was doing hair, I was able to just truly be me. Not to say that I wasn't myself in the corporate America, but everything pretty much had to be tailored, you know, because you are representing that particular brand. Whereas in the salon, I'm able to wear blue hair or, you know, purple hair and wear whatever it is that I want, which which was my funky style. So I was funky. I was flair by day and funky, funky in the evenings and afternoons and on the weekends when I was doing hair. So that's what it came from. And then also funky flair is pretty much, it's a mindset and it's, it's a transition. You can literally take my pieces of what I originally wanted. You can take the pieces from the office to girls night out or to date night with Bay or your husband or whomever. So that's where the name funky flair came from. I love it. And, you know, so many people work in corporate, because I remember when I worked in corporate America, it's like, you're right. You got to, you know, have the flair, and then, you know, you can't wear, you know, the red hair, the purple hair. Mm -hmm. And, you know, back when I was working, you know, it was very, very different now. You know, just the Mm -hmm. braids, the natural hair that you can wear, you know, in the professional setting, which is good. But it's like, yeah, I love it. I love that name. I love how you merged the two. Now, what did you? What would you say was one of the? What would you say was one of the most valuable lessons you learned from working in corporate America? The most valuable lesson working in corporate America would be structure and time management. I've always been a neat freak, and I've always thought that I was organized before I got into corporate America. But when you actually step into that corporate realm, depending on whom you work for and who your boss is, you have no choice but to be on point to meet schedules and deadlines. So I think that that was the most important takeaway for me, for me in corporate America. And I actually still use some of those things that I learned in corporate in my actual business to this day. Wow. I love that. We are chatting with Keisha Denise, the owner of Funky Flair Boutique. Now, did you ever think about, you know what, let me, I'm from LA. Let me go back to LA and open and open my boutique. Like what made you, Dead set on Atlanta. Is it you know what's the best? You know what? It's so it's funny that like literally everybody's like, why not LA? You're from LA. The thing with it is that I am from LA. You know, born and raised. That's all I know. High school, college, just you know, regular adult life. And at the time, I just was burnt out on LA. And everybody's like, you were burnt out on LA. The beach, the weather. Don't get me wrong, I do miss the beach, I do miss the weather, I miss certain foods that I that are my favorites, I miss my family, of course, but at the time, Atlanta was on the map for up-and-coming African-American moguls, and I was inspired by that, and I wanted to be a part of that, and I was like, you know what, I'm moving to Atlanta, and when I moved to Atlanta, I had never had any thought of even returning back to L.A. I knew that I was going to give Atlanta everything that I had. And 11 years later, I'm still here. Wow. Wow. So you're an ATL And, you know, everybody thinks of LA as glamorous, you know, Hollywood, glamorous. Right. You know, it's every, for, for people who've never, like, been to LA, like, describe, like, Inglewood. And, you know, we always we see Dr. Dre and, you know, the rap Snoop Dogg. But, you know, can, can you describe it? Can you describe what it's like in LA? 
L.A. is, well, what I will say is what I miss most about L.A. is the diversity. In L.A., you have every race, every ethnic background. It's just, it's, I literally like to call it a jambalaya of people, you know, whereas in Atlanta, it's very black and white, whereas in L.A., it's just yeah. you have, you know, Latinos, Asians, Armenians, black people, white people, um, Turkish people, you have everybody, and that's what's so dynamic about L.A. And, of course, the weather is freaking amazing. Literally, <laughs> I remember maybe two years ago for Christmas, it was 90 degrees. And I'm like, you've got wow. to be kidding me. So I literally had on flip-flops on a Christmas day. So L.A. is great, and, you know, there's a lot of great people that have come out of L.A., um, well, Inglewood, to be exact. Tyler Banks is from Inglewood, which is my the city that I'm from, so that makes me so warm and fuzzy. Um, it's just L.A. is just <laughs> on a different – it's just on a different level. It's just a lot of free spirits, a lot of people that are open-minded, and a lot of creative people. And, you know, not to take away uh, that from Atlanta, because Atlanta has some phenomenal people here and some phenomenal things going on, but L.A. is just a different kind of vibe. It's more laid back. Laid back, but it's still a hustle. Not as not as a swift of a hustle as a New York, but not as slow as the South. It's a it's like a little it's a mixture because it's so many just it's just so much it's just different. It's just different. Wow. I love it, but not wow. enough to move back. Now we're too expensive. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now we're chatting with Keisha while time is flying. We have 15 more minutes, so I want to get into your boutique now. So now okay. your pieces. Tell us like how. What? Um, how do you source your pieces? Can you share that information? What goes into your head when you say, you know what, I want this in my shop? Because you have some really, really nice pieces. Can you Thank you. What, what goes into know? my head? What? Go ahead. I'm sorry, go ahead. No, you were after this. Oh, okay. Yeah, what goes into my head when I'm actually shopping for the store? The thing is, is that I would like to tell anybody that's listening and think, that's thinking of going into opening up a retail shop, you're not shopping for you, first and foremost. You're shopping for your clients, so you have to go in with the mindset of what is going to sell. Um, luckily for me, I know my client and I know my demographic. My client actually likes my style. So when I go in, I'm thinking of what I love and what my client, what her body shape is, what her height is. I'm thinking of all of those things when I'm buying. Um, my clients, they love color. So with that being said, I, I pick the the, the fuchsias and the, the the reds and the royal blues and the and you know just really vibrant colors. Whereas somebody else that might not be their clientele. So if you know that you're coming to Funky Flair, you're going to get vibrant colors. You're going to get ruffles and you're going to get avant-garde pieces because that's my client. So I have a lot of fun uh, shopping, but then sometimes it can be a challenge because you know I do still want to target that customer that doesn't have any idea of who I am. So it's just. I love what I do. It's fun. So that's what that's what goes into what I'm actually buying. Just what's going to, and also what's going to be transitional pieces. Mm, okay, transitional. Now, where what areas do you get your pieces from? Is it all over the U.S.? Is it international? Um, where do you get your pieces? I get my pieces. Actually, I go to tons of trade shows. So wherever the trade shows are, I'm going there. But usually, because I am from LA. I usually always end up getting my pieces from Los Angeles, you know, because that's where one of the major fashion districts are. But, again, I've actually done some shopping in Dallas. I've done some shopping in New York. I've actually done some shopping when I was in Hawaii. So it just really depends on my main focal point. If I know that I've got to 
get something I know it's guaranteed going to be hot, it's either L.A. or New York. And I love the flat T-shirt. If you, if you go on her site, funkyflareboutique.com, I love that your pieces are very reasonably priced. You know, very, very, yeah, it's very reasonably very reasonable price, you know, your pieces. Now, how do you, you know, we always hear about the Fashion Nova and all those pieces. How do you market your business? Because your pieces are really, you know, really, really funky. <laughs> you know, how do you market them? <laughs> Thank you. I market my pieces pretty much through my clientele um, as well as myself. You know, anytime that I go out, I make sure that I'm dressed in something from the boutique, whether it's the necklace, a shoe, the jeans, blouse, whatever, and my clients have actually, they've been an absolute blessing, and when they're out dressed in funky flair, you know, they always are getting compliments, and they actually literally spread the word. So for me, my clientele has been pretty much based on word of mouth, which is very interesting because in today's, you know, society, everybody is on Instagram, everybody's on Facebook and Twitter, and that has helped my business, but not as, the, not as much as the word of mouth. So that's that's pretty much been my main source of marketing. I'm kind of old school wow, in that aspect, I guess. <laughs> yeah, that's interesting because a lot of people say, oh, what made my business? Social media. So do you find you said word of mouth is more powerful than, than you know, the Instagram, Snapchats for your business? For me, yeah. And the thing about it is that I have to, and, I, and, I'm, and I'm blessed and thankful for that because let's just say, for example, if Instagram, Twitter, if all of the social medias shut down for literally one hour, that is going to affect a whole lot of people's businesses. Whereas with mine, because mine has been word of mouth, I believe that I truly will be able to sustain that one hour of social media being down, whereas other people would probably freak out. So, again, I'm, I'm old school in that aspect. I do things kind of backwards. I don't really want to say backwards, but it's just I'm old school. I have literally taken the steps, and I have that foundation. So if everything goes kaput, kaput I think that I'd still be okay. Now, a lot of people are, you know, talking about the brick and mortars, you know, JCPenney's mm-hmm. clothing stores, Sears or clothing stores. How do you, because mm-hmm. you have an actual brick and mortar store, how do you survive mm-hmm. when these big, big retail giants can't keep their doors open? Well, I think, well, for me, it's pretty much my prices are reasonable, and I give stellar customer service. I treat my client as if how I would want to be treated, and that's what's been able to keep me going. And the thing about it is that a client who truly loves to shop, yes, Amazon is hot, yes, all of these websites are going to everybody shopping online. But at the end of the day, when people are investing their heart on money, they want to be able to know who that person is that they're buying from, and they also want to be able to feel and touch the garment. Um, I have colleagues and friends that actually own these online boutiques, and their return rate is ridiculous because of the fact that, you know, they said one size on the website and their customer gets the product, and it, it, it may not fit like how they thought it would, Whereas with me having a brick and mortar, my client is actually coming into the store. She's trying it on. I'm giving my honest feedback because I'm really big on honest feedback for my customers. And I can honestly say within the five years that I've had my store, I literally on, well, I think I've had maybe like six returns in my career of five years of having the brick and mortar. So I think that's pretty good. Wow. That is, that. where's our applause button? That needs. 
We are chatting live with Keisha, who is the owner of Funky Flare Boutique. Now, another thing that I love about your boutique is the curvy section. You know, everything is not a size two. You have, you know, what size? Talk about all your sizes that you offer in your boutique. Well, in the boutique, we carry sizes from zero to three X. I have to make sure that I show love to my petite girls because I every, I have petite clients. I what about us? Everybody's not a three. Everybody's not a five. So I have things ranging from zero for my petite girls all the way up to size to three X. The thing about it is that I I don't most people are like let's call it plus size. I like to call it curvy because for me. I'm 4'11", and I'm a size 7. I'm not fat, I'm not skinny, but I got hips and butt. So with that being said, I want, be, I want to be able to cater to that, to that girl that feels like she can't really necessarily go to the mall because she doesn't have anything that fits her. Or if it does fit her, it looks like very grandma-ish. Like nobody necessarily wants to wear flowers all the time. And I think that that's what happens in stores like, you know, the, the well, actually I take that back, Lane Bryant has stepped their game up. But you know what I'm saying? Like, I still want them to feel just as stylish as the girl who's a size 5 versus the girl that's a size 3X. So yeah. I pretty much shop for my curvy client just like I would my petite client. Good. And I think that's that's big because I've been literally been in stores, and I won't name the stores, but and I look at, like, the size 4, and they're so all the outfits are so cute. And I look at, you know, the like you said, the curvier sizes, and it's like, mm-hmm. oh, it's so, like, horrible. And I'm always like, why do they think, <laughs> you know, that, you know, bigger ladies don't want to look cute and, you know, have the open and the jumpsuits and all those kind of things. Right. That is really, really, really good. Now, if you were looking back on your five years of business, okay, you've been in business for five years, that's not easy. What mm-hmm. would you, what was are some of your, if you had two, one or two lessons learned from owning and operating a small business? Because you do this full-time. This, there's no full-time job mm-hmm. paying your bills. This is what pays your bills. So Correct. what lessons have you learned? What lessons the lessons that, well, I will give you two. Um, one of the major lessons, this is for any entrepreneur that's listening, is working capital. When you open up any business, make sure that you, yes, you're going to do your build out, and yes, everything's going to look grand and beautiful, the chandeliers and the floors, but make sure that you have working capital, meaning money to actually sustain the building. Because if there's times when nobody's buying anything or if it's a slow season, you still have to maintain your utilities. So I would definitely say working capital is very important. Um, and the second thing is just pretty much do what feels good to you. It doesn't matter what, you know, the boutique across the street is doing. It doesn't matter what, what your friends or fellow colleagues are suggesting that you do. Yes, you can hear their suggestions, but the, at the end of the day, you have to go with your gut. And I think that when you go with your gut, that's what makes your business your business, and I think that that's what makes the business become successful or continue to grow. So just be your authentic self and have some working capital. Have some working capital. I love that. I love that. Now, Keisha, do you keep a lot of sizes on hand? Like if somebody was going to go to your online boutique or go and visit your shop, do you keep size a lot of like larges, extra larges, mediums? Do you have all sizes in the stock? I do have all sizes in stock. Well, the cool thing with my store is that what I, well, how I, well, how I do keep the exclusivity of the store is I only carry one of each size. 
So pretty much if, if it's one small, one medium, one large, one extra large, one 2X, one 3X, that's it. So literally if it's gone, that's it. And I, I definitely believe that my customers love that about the boutiques because, you know, how, how – how whack would it be if you would be at a at an event and somebody had on your dress? Like not just another person, but like three or four people. And I just I I would cringe at that. So that's why I make it a point to only carry one of each size. So when my customers come in and say, Oh, let me think about it, I'm always honest and say, you know what, go ahead, think about it, sleep on it, do whatever, but just know I only have one of this size. And I've had many customers like, Oh, I'm gonna come back on the weekend. Okay, and they come back and it's gone. They're like, "Oh my God, you weren't lying." I'm like, "No, I was telling the truth." <laughs> so, it's just the exclusivity piece for me. So, ah, okay. So, if I'm on your website and I see, you know, I'm like, "Oh, I want to get this," and I only see a small and a medium, that means somebody bought the large and it's gone. Correct. Yes, ma'am. Wow, that is exclusive. I like that in a way because. I do a lot of events that I, you know, speak at, and, and I don't want to be at an event and then have three other people wearing my dress. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, I, I, yeah, I like exactly. that. I like that. So get it. Get it while it is. Now, Keisha, share. We have a few minutes left. Share your business address and how people can get a hold of you. I, I want you to do that now before we run out of time. Absolutely. Funky Flair Boutique is located in Marietta, Georgia. That address is 3020 Canton, C-A-N-T-O-N, uh, Road, at uh, Marietta, Georgia, 30, I can't talk, 30066. The phone number is 770-419-3606. The hours of operation are Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, from 12 noon to 7 p.m., and Saturdays from 11 a.m. to 7 p.m. We do have a website, www.funkyflareboutique.com. We're also on Instagram as well as Facebook, and that is at Funky Flare Boutique, F-U-N-K-Y-F-L-A-I-R-B-O-U-T-I-Q-U-E. Awesome. We have like three minutes left. Keisha, I want to know what inspires or motivates you. Like, what inspires you? What inspires me? Um, honestly, when I got into the industry, I didn't see a lot of people that looked like me. Um, for those that are listening, I am an African-American woman. Um, I really didn't see a lot of African-American women in the industry, so that's what motivates me to actually be a part of it and to actually improve the industry and to also to create financial independence for myself and also giving other people opportunity to learn from me, i.e. having a job or an intern grasping what it is that I've learned in the fashion industry. So that's what motivates me. Now, what, and I know a lot of people are going to, you know, go to your website, um, Funky Flip Boutique. I've been on it. I love it. What is in vogue right now? Like what's hot? I've seen a lot of people wearing jumpsuits. I've seen a lot of the big shirts, but from your perspective, like what's really hot, you know, in fashion right now? Honestly, it's funny that you say that, jumpsuits. A jumpsuit is just absolutely effortless. It's timeless, and it will be around for years. You know, back in the day when I was when I was younger, I used to see my mom wear a jumpsuit, and it's just I feel like that trend will never go away. Now, of course, they have different variations of it, there, you know, as far as the texture and the color, but a jumpsuit is just amazing. You can dress it up or you can dress it down. And 
I, I definitely believe that that's what's hot. I think that that will never go away. And, of course, a pair of jeans. Like, jeans are amazing. So, just a pair this. of jeans. <laughs> awesome. Yes, well, Keisha, we're out of time. We're out of time. Thank you so much for being a guest on our Thank podcast. Thank you so much for having me. This was amazing. Thank you. Thank you. And everybody, go out and check out Funky Flair Boutique. You're going to be speaking in April at our Deadwood Spa Conference, and I can't wait. I can't wait to see your fashion that you're wearing and just the information that you're going to share. Thank you, Keisha. Yes, ma'am. I will see you soon. Thank you so much for this interview. All right. Bye, everyone. Have a good day. All right. Bye. Bye. Bye.